Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Gary David here with a home improvement show of the Midlands on 103.5 FM and 560 AM WVOC. Do hope your weekends, your long weekend that is, is off to a, a terrific start. We're going to chat with James Carwell from Freedom uh, Freedom Plumbing. That is coming up in a couple of minutes. Uh, We'll talk about gas lines. Did you know that plumbers install gas lines, too, as part of what they do? And it could get a little complicated depending on what sort of thing you're adding to an existing gas line as to whether or not it's a simple, uh, you know, just tie off from a line or whether you have to do a lot more work. So we'll talk about that. Casey Alexander will be by from Lifetime Cabins and Countertops. The the edges that are put on countertops, and a, and a, a word to the wise here, at Lifetime Cabinets and Countertops, they've got four different types of edges. You get free. Some companies might want to charge you for edges. And some of the other premium upgrades they have for you as well. We'll talk all about edges on countertops. Coming up with Casey Alexander in just a bit. But we start this morning with Summer from Anthony John Construction. Good morning, Summer. Good morning. How y'all doing? We're doing well. I hope you guys are. Yes. Zero complaints. Good. Zero complaints awesome. here. We have had, Summer, a lot of rain around here. So while we talk about roofs, we talk about gutters today, I think would be a, a, a good place to go. Uh, because sure. if, if you haven't already, it, it, let me ask you this. Let's start off by asking you this, Summer. Uh, there's an easy way uh, as you walk around your home. You can tell whether or not you've got a, a potential issue coming up, right? Yes, for sure. So like you said, as you're walking around your home, you're going to see these um small, they like little trenches around the house from where water has actually run off the roof and just started beating into the ground. So they're going to start making these divots into the, um, into the ground around your home. It's going to hold water and, um, that can be a potentially, um, large problem. Yeah. Cause we're talking about that water seeping down into the foundation of your home. And boy, for those right. of you that have had to have a, a foundation repair done, you know, well, that that is a that is not a cheap thing to do. Um, it's a vital thing. Obviously, you got to get it done. But it, that that boy, but talk about things that you got to spend money on that you get no pleasure out of. That's one of the big ones right there. Absolutely. So so we talk about diverting water away uh, from from the base of your home, and I guess we should point out too, Summer. It's it's not just that um, you know water can come off the roof and do damage to the siding and the, the windows and all sorts of things, right? Correct. Correct. Yes, it definitely can. It can get behind that siding, um, go around the windows. It can cause, you know, wood rot around the um, windows and and behind the siding. And there are several different things that, you know, the water can can do. So we talk about guttering on homes and we I've mentioned this before. Certainly there's there's no state law in South Carolina that requires that gutters be put on homes. Now, that might sound surprising to some folks, but consider that all but really, what, five or six states across the country require They that, do require it. Yep, yeah, you're right. I mean, you, you cannot get a certificate of occupancy unless there's guttering on your house. 
So let's talk about what most people wind up getting. I mean, if you're having a, a, a you're buying in a, a newly constructed neighborhood, uh, mm-hmm. I guess chances. What, what are the chances, or do you know that the house you buy, a newly constructed home in one of these neighborhoods, is going to actually have gutters on it? I guess that's pretty low, is it? They they are relatively low, and if if they do have gutters installed, they will only be on you know a smaller section of the home. Um, it, it will not be all the way around the home, or you know they just kind of put them in the front, maybe um, near the front walkway, but it will not be all the way around. So I guess that's a matter of convenience, so you don't get a waterfall on your head while you walk to the front sure. door. Okay. Yes, sir. And I know a lot of people will put them on the back, but they don't want to put them on the front because they think they're unsightly, right? Right, exactly. But they don't have to be. Um, you know, we the metal that we use comes in several different colors. So oh, really? it's really customizable. Um, yeah. Um, when our technicians come out, you know, they will have the swatch samples. And, you know, if you can say, hey, let me take a look. But, yeah, there are, there are literally... 20 plus colors to really? choose from for your gutters. Yeah. I think I can honestly say, Summer, I have never seen a gutter on a house that wasn't white. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So um, we do a lot of bronze and we have not done many, but there is even a, a copper penny option that is, it, it's very, oh. very expensive, but it's very, it's, it's pretty too. I bet it is. Yeah. So, so when you talk about proper guttering just putting a gutter over you know the, the front porch of your house or whatever that's that's not obviously not proper guttering uh, what sorts of areas of your roof need to have gutters on them so areas that um that aren't peaked obviously you know just kind of the straight edges and then obviously you want to take the water away from the house so if there are any high spots around around your house we want to you know, divert that water down the downspouts and take it away from the home. Um, so, obviously, the flat edges of the roof, that those should all have um, gutters run along them and um, diverted away from the home by the downspout. So, the, the question becomes, um, you, you, got to, you, know, you got your downspout coming down and it's dumping that water out. And that may be still, well, it is. It's, it's very close. Uh, to the, the the foundation of your house. Uh, how often right. do folks need to, to do something to, to divert even further away from that? You know, it's not very often that they need to. Um, and if we do, there are, um, there are even, we call them water diverters that just kind of push it out a little bit further. So it takes it another about foot or so away and it just directs it away from the home a little bit further. So, um, you know, and in most cases, we have, you know, those little splash pads. And just some sometimes we put a little extender on the downspout as well that takes it just a little bit further and away from the home. Right. But it's not often. And that's just oftentimes just a question of a, a kind of a hose type of thing, right? Correct. Yep. Yes, sir. So let's talk for a moment, Summer, about the typical, not yours now, okay, but the typical gutter that gets put on a home. Especially in a new sure, con- so. a new construction home. I mean, what 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 are the when you talk about a gutter? What are the different options you get, and what are the different specifications that are available to folks? So you know, there um, <clears throat> we install six inch seamless metal gutters. Okay. Um, so with that being said, um, they are larger 
than the ones that come when you just, like you said, you buy you buy a house. They they generally put on these five inch gutters, okay. um, and then most times they're they're plastic. So obviously, with them being with the uh, gutters we install being six inches, they're larger. They can accept more water off of the roof and divor- divert more water away. Uh, and then the material being metal, it's going to stand up longer than you know the plastic and and things of that nature. So, and there again, seamless, there are no seams, um, no ways for the water to escape, to drip, and, you know, to just escape the guttering system. Mm-hmm. So, um, they, you know. <clears throat> yeah, and, you know. Excuse me. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a little more to it than people might think. I mean, it, this is not just a case of, you know, grabbing a ladder, hopping up there, and tacking up some gutters to your, there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of you know, science and mathematics. I mean, it's, it, they've got to be installed sure. just perfectly. Talk about that. Right. So, you know, they do. Each gutter guttering system installed, they do. Um, you may not be able to notice it, but they have a slight pitch to them. Um, so the water can flow from one area to the other, going down into the downspout to, of course, where that is diverted away from the home. But there is slight sloping um, so these gutters can direct the water where they need to go and for the um, downspouts to, to work and, and force that water away. Sure. And let's talk for a moment about folks who may have gutters on their home right now, um, mm-hmm. it, 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 especially if you're, I'm, I'm just taking a shot in the dark here, Summer, if your home is you know 15 or 20 years old, something like that you've probably got a number one, a smaller gutter. It's not going to be a six inch mm-hmm. gutter on there. It may well be, as you mentioned, plastic and not metal. Uh, and it's probably not seamless. So sure. you know, if somebody has some concerns that uh, what they've got on their home right now, isn't really uh, doing a good job for them and, and your folks go out to take a look, what sorts of things are you looking for to show that, you know, aside from the obvious, that maybe the, the water's not being diverted away from the, from the home property, or what have you. But what sort of things are your technicians looking for as they inspect an existing guttering system to say, yeah, this one is good, or, or maybe you need to look at something else? Sure. So um, whenever they're going out, you know, obviously they're looking for um, the signs of trenching around, <clears throat> excuse me, around that foundation. So like you said, sometimes you may only have um, gutters in one area of the home. So he's obviously taking a look around, making sure that, you know, um, gutters are installed everywhere that they need to be on that roof line to protect, you know, the siding and your windows and your foundation. Um, so that's what he's looking for. And then on existing gutters, you know, he's seeing if, um, if there, there are any cracks in the existing material. If, you know, he's going to ask you if you've seen any, um, spillage. So that may indicate a few different things. There may be, um, debris, in your existing gutters, and um, there may even be debris in the downspout that needs to be um, cleared and removed for for your existing gutters to work, you know, mm-hmm. efficiently. What about, and I don't know how it's done, you could tell me, I guess, uh, for lack of a better term, I'm going to say a seal. Talk about mm-hmm. what happens if, if water winds up getting behind the gutter. Uh, you know, it, the gutter starts to pull a little bit away from from uh, from the home, and it gets back up behind there. Um, that 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 could be a big problem. I'm guessing. Definitely so. So when you say yeah, so it could 
Um, the gutters are fastened um, to the home on the fascia. So if, if ooh, excuse me. It's okay. Hey, babe, but business is business. You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Y'all do a lot oh, of it Oh, goodness. Uh, so Turn anyway. that down. Um, yeah, so the gutters can. they If they don't um, drain how they are supposed to, how the, if the water doesn't drain how they're supposed to, if there's a leak back or backup or something in there, um, the gutters are attached to that fascia. They can start to become full. They can start pulling away. Um, water can get behind that. They can start um, uh, damaging the fascia. They could actually, you know, fall off. So it's very important that your uh, gutter system is maintained. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, you do make sure that there are, that it's working properly. Right. And, you know, some folks, I know these, some of these big national outfits that sell gutters and stuff, uh, you don't have an option as to whether or not you want uh, gutter protection or not. They, they sell one unit. That's it. It comes with the, the gutter protection. You, you guys will, you'll, you go either way, right? Absolutely. Whatever the customer wants. Sure. Absolutely. So, um, a lot of times, um, when you, when you're, you know, trying to decide, do you need this gutter protection? Um, a lot of times, you, you know, you just got to take into account what's surrounding you, what type of um, trees that you have. Um, you know, if you're kind of out in the open, you don't really have much trees around, you know, neighborhoods mostly there, you know, um, you won't necessarily need those gutter guards, but you most certainly can have them, the gutter protection. So, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, we go either way. Totally up to you. Our technician is going to discuss with you, um, you know, the pros and cons of having and not having, and and, and he can definitely talk with you and, and choose the right one for your your surroundings. You mentioned pros and cons. Uh, obviously, we know what the pros would be. Are there any cons to having some sort of a, a, a you know for having the protection? Yeah. There aren't really yeah. any cons. Yeah, you know, that. it is a little bit more expensive, so that okay, is something yeah. that you have to take into account. Sure. Um, you know, adding those options do um, take your cost up um, slightly, but other than that, there there aren't really many cons, yeah. no. Are there different uh, options to choose from when it comes to gutter protection, Summer? There are different options. So the, the difference in these options are the actual um, – I guess what you would say the screening mm -hmm. of um, and, and, and what they collect. So, um, you know, if you have like pine needles around, there are just different options to choose from. Yes. So there's one that has a mesh um, that filters the water. And, you know, when you do have these, um, the protection, you do have to clean those off, you know, just make sure, you know, they're clean from the top and sure. they're still working efficiently. Um, but, Yes. You guys also, yeah, um, and yeah, so yeah, that's a good point because <laughs> a lot of times folks right. will, will get the, oh, I don't have to go up there and worry about that. But you guys also exactly. offer a service for folks who have ghettos, whether they have the protection or, or don't. You have, a, you have a cleaning service that you offer too, right? Absolutely. Yes, sir. We do offer um, cleaning services. So um, we can come out one time if that's all, you know, that you would like us to come out and do, or we can get you on an annual or biannual plan mm -hmm. um, for your gutter cleaning. Okay. And let me go back and ask one final question here. You talk about maintaining mm -hmm. your gutters. At what intervals uh, should homeowners or business owners for that matter uh, be having their gutters inspected to make sure they're doing the job? Is there, you know, five years, you know, 10 years, or does it vary? I annually is, is, is sufficient. You know, you, whenever you have that annual inspection, obviously you're going to 
make sure that they're cleared. Um, obviously, in the fall, leaves are going to fall. So you want to have that done um, shortly after the fall. Make sure all of that debris is out of there. And also, you know, whenever we come out and do that, you're gonna we're going to check for the seals and okay. and things of that nature just to make sure that the system is working as a whole together and um, doing what it needs to do. So this is not a set and, water not, away. Yeah, yep. not, not a set and forget kind of thing. You need to keep up with it and make sure it's doing what it's supposed to Absolutely. do. Absolutely. Just like anything. It's just like a car. You know, yeah. you got to maintain your car to get optimal results. It's the same thing with, with your gutters. All right. Summer from Anthony John Construction for all your gutter needs. Uh, how can folks reach you guys? You can give us a call at 803-518-9873, or you can check us out on Facebook or our website at anthonyjohnconstruction.com. All right. Summer. Also, mm-hmm. um, check us out on Google, our Google reviews and um, Home mm-hmm. Advisor reviews. Mm-hmm. As I always say, because you guys will ask people to do that, check you out first, then call. You will. Once, That's exactly once, right. Once you see those reviews, you're going to call. All right. Summer, uh, thanks so much. Have a great weekend. Yeah, thanks for having us. You too. This is Larry Harris with Classic Systems. We have the natural solution to indoor air pollution. We are a certified mold inspector, a certified indoor air quality specialist. We deal not only with water intrusion and extraction of water, but we also deal with sanitizing the air with an air purifier that duplicates sunlight and it'll remove 80% of the dust out of the air in your home and it will detoxify the air and remove all of the odors that are in your home if you have cats or dogs food odors like fried fish or cabbage or collards it'll completely eliminate these odors larry harris at classic systems 755-6699-803-755-6699 We're online at the website tryfreshairnow.com. Hi, this is Gary David. You in a constant battle with those skeeters outside your house? Well, stop smacking yourself in the face and call Mosquito Joe. Whether it's playing ball with the kids or cooking out with friends, Mosquito Joe treatments allow you to enjoy your yard without the nuisance of pesky mosquitoes, ticks, and fleas. No more itching and scratching. No more wasting time on smelly products that just plain don't work. Visit MosquitoJoe.com. That's MosquitoJoe.com. Or call 855-ASK-A-JOE to get more information and a free quote. With Mosquito Joe, outside is fun again. Before you call just any moving company, we want you to know this is not us. Whoop. Nor this. Any more room in the truck? Just throw it. Uh, nor this. <sighs> I'm going to take a nap. Choose the moving squad and you'll get trade movers who care. The move done on time and on budget without damaging things. For a free quote, call today, 803-915-SQUAD. Or visit online at movingsquadsc.com. That's movingsquadsc.com. Hey, welcome back. It's the Home Improvement Show of the Midlands on 103.5 FM and 560 AM. WVOC. Hope you're so far enjoying your long Memorial Day weekend. James Carwell joins us now. You know, plumbers never get a break, do you, James? Oh, no, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank goodness for what you guys do out there. Freedom Plumbing, the owner, James Carwell, joins us now on the Home Improvement yes, Show. So how you doing, brother? I'm doing good. How you been? I got no complaints, man. No complaints. Hanging in there? Yeah, you know, aren't we all, huh? Yeah. But, but you know, it feels. <laughs> sl- it seems like we're slowly getting back to normal. We'll see how long that takes. Yeah, I mean, you join us every other week, 
uh, here on the on the show. And you know, with the, each and every time we talk, you you just feel like things are, are are getting further and further back to some sense of normalcy. You know. Let's hope so. Yes, sir. Let's 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 do. All right, uh, we want. Uh, by the way, I want. What's your email address? Because you get a lot of email questions. We want to talk about some of that this morning. Uh, what What is your email address, James? If people have questions, so uh, they can contact you. and We can talk about them on the show here. Uh, they can email us at office at freedomplumbinginc dot com. Don't forget the ink at the end of there. It will go to a different email address if uh, you do not put the inc at the end. Okay. Office at freedomplumbing dot inc. Office at freedomplumbinginc.com. <laughs> okay. I, was trying, I wasn't aware of a, a dot .inc out there, but I, there you go. That's why I got it wrong. So now that I've uh, introduced doubt in everybody's minds, give it to us one more time, James. <laughs> it is office at freedomplumbinginc.com. That is correct. Okay. All right. Glad we could clear that up. <laughs> Any questions, feel free to email us, and uh, we'll do our best to address them. Okay. All right, good. Um, I know you you had you had a question in the past that uh, we wanted to address this morning. Uh, it had to do something with gas lines, wasn't it? Yeah, so I have a customer looking to just had a pool installed, um, looking to uh, put a gas line out for a fire pit, mm. and then add a gas line for some. Um, they have a, a wood burning fireplace that they want to switch over to a gas burning fireplace, okay. and. Um, kind of there's a lot of misconception when it comes to gas lines um and that you can just oh well we have a gas line running here for this already can you just tee into this and run over here um and it doesn't always work that way um so kind of wanted to go over a few things that go into um designing a gas system um for a home especially um an existing gas system that they're trying to uh, add some appliances to. Okay. So, uh, let me stop you right there real quick. Is this, this sure. work, this work that you guys do? Absolutely. I'd say, I didn't, Absolutely. I never knew that. <laughs> okay, freedom plumbing. You do gas lines too. Okay. Absolutely. All oh right. yeah. And uh, you know, a lot of appliances, tankless water heaters, we typically have to mm. run new gas lines too okay. when they're transitioning from maybe a, a tank style heater or an electric style heater to a tankless uh, gas heater. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We usually like to keep those units within 10 feet of the meter to make sure they're getting the proper gas flow they need um, when they have to uh, ramp up to max burn. Uh, so um, the, the BTUs, uh, which is the, you know, the amount of fuel that an appliance uses is, is a big factor into how these gas lines need to be uh, designed. Uh, so mm-hmm. we'll just use round numbers just for uh, the ease of conversation here. Okay. BTU um, stands uh, for British Thermal Unit, right? Uh, correct. Wow. Yep. I don't and know how I remember that. How much? <laughs> that was good. <laughs> just popped into my head yes, right there. Pretty much is how much fuel an appliance needs uh, to operate properly. Okay. Uh, So a typical tank-style gas water heater, um, you're looking right around 40 to 50,000 BTUs on those. Um, A tankless, you're you're up into 200,000 BTUs. So there's quite a jump between the tank style and the tankless style, and that's just because you're heating that water um, pretty much uh, immediately. Um, as it runs through the burner exchange system, it has to be at that set point, which is typically 120 degrees. 
Uh, so it has to heat that water a lot quicker than a tank style. So it's going to use a lot more fuel to do so. Okay. Um, so in this particular case, uh, the customer already has a, a heat furnace, which is you know going to use 60 to 80,000 BTUs. They got a um, tankless water heater, which is going to use around 199, let's just say 200,000 BTUs. Okay. Um, so adding anything to that system at this point can put us into uh, the uh, where we're pulling too much fuel that uh, a regular gas system can handle. So what we're going to probably have to do, based on you know the fixtures that they choose, is up this to a high-pressure system. So from half a pound to two pounds, we're going to have to up it and then regulate each individual uh, fixture down back to that half pound so it can operate properly. Okay. So, um, you know, your average homeowner might say, hey, can you just tee into this line and get me some some gas out here to this fire pit? And it's not always that easy, mm. uh, especially when there's already a lot of usage on the system. Um, and we're adding more usage, it may overwhelm the system and you not have enough fuel uh, to supply everything with gas. And if that, so, ha- um, if that were to happen, James, you know, somebody just comes in and tees it off and uh, uses uh, doesn't uh, do what you're talking about doing, you're just going to have uh, wind up with appliances that don't perform as, as, as expected or is just like something more dangerous than that? No, it's mainly the the first part. Um, They're just not going to get enough fuel to be able to. So your tankless actually might start generating an error code saying, hey, we're not getting enough gas. Okay. Um, So it may not just operate at all. But other appliances like a stove or or, um, your logs, they just may not get enough fuel to operate, which means the flame on them isn't going to get, you know, they're they're not going to be as high and as hot as... um, they're supposed to be okay. uh, during normal operation. Right, gotcha. So you might you cut your cooktop on high, and it, it might be actually more burning like a medium or low right. um, if it's not getting the proper amount of fuel. Okay. So so it starts with, number one, do you, are you getting enough to supply all of your needs? And, again, if you're not, then you say there's a number of things you got to do. Correct. So you, you may have to up that system. So typical systems operate at a half pound. Um, of gas pressure so if that half pound isn't enough you have to up it to a high pressure system this allows us to supply a lot more volume uh, to the system so um, what we'll do then is you have a lot more pressure in the rest of the system but then that pressure gets reduced as you get right to the appliance Um, so it allows a lot more volume to pass through so it's a two-stage process Uh, in other words Yep. To, so we have to kind of work with Dominion in this case. Um, they have to increase their meter to a two-pound meter or their regulator to a two-pound regulator mm-hmm. uh, to supply more volume. And then we have to install regulators at each appliance in order to drop that back down. And there's there's other ways to go about it. There's hybrid systems where, um, you know, you can have a regulator on an existing portion of the system uh, to drop it down and you know, supply fuel to where it's currently going, and then you can do a high-pressure system to the additional things that you're adding. So there's ways to, to kind of get around it. Depending on uh, the layout of the system, uh, we kind of go in and, and design what, you know, what would work best for the situation. Um, so give us an idea here, James. All right, two examples here. Um, do you, number, let me ask you this first. Do you have those situations where somebody wants to do something like what you're talking about, 
and you go in and you find, well, yeah, you got enough pressure to do all of this. Or are we talking about pretty much any time you want to add something else on here that you're going to have to look at something like this? Not necessarily. There's a lot of cases where we go in and the customer might have just a tank-style gas water heater um, and maybe a furnace. In that case, again, you're looking at maybe sixty to eighty thousand on the furnace and forty thousand on the on the water heater. So you've got some room to add um, appliances in that case. A lot of times when we're getting into um, adding uh, the high pressure system and regulators onto an existing system, we're looking at a lot of usage, and it typically has to you know typically involves a um, a tankless water heater. Okay. So at that point, you're using more than most other fixtures are using, or a pool heater, something that's going to mm. pull a lot of, of volume of, of fuel through it. Um, so if you're just so, adding uh, you know gas logs to a fireplace or maybe a, a, a gas stove, maybe you can get away without having to do all this. Correct. Okay. Yep. And it, you know we we had a we have a lot of customers that are switching from electric uh, ranges to gas ranges, and we don't have to go through the process of doing that because we're really not adding that much usage to the system. Um, what we have to pretty much go through is add up all the volume or all the BTUs of each fixture and kind of get our uh, baseline of where we're sitting. Uh, do we have to increase the gas pressure or are we okay with, um, with uh, you know, adding it without increasing the gas pressure so okay, it so, all comes down to how the system's laid out mm-hmm. um and and what's in there currently and we have to design these systems as if everything in the home was in use at the same time on the highest setting that it could possibly operate at sure yeah gotcha so so, so here's my question because this is what everybody's going to want to know uh sure if you're in a situation where all you got to do is just tee into an existing line to add an appliance of some sort mm, Everybody on the on the on the home improvement show hates when I ask this question. I know. <laughs> I know what's coming. You know what's coming, right? I ask you this all the time. In your av- sure. in a in a typical setup here, if you just got to tee off to to an appliance, you know, what, what sort of cost are we talking about? Uh, again, depends on a few factors. Mm-hmm. Um, the material that we're working with. Okay. So galvanized is a lot more difficult to tie into than say your um, corrugated. Uh, stainless steel uh, type of piping. Let's say worst case scenario. Um, worst, worst case scenario. I, w- I would say if you're just running like a gas line to a range, about a 20, 30 foot section, you're probably looking at 750 or so. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. To get the gas to the appliance. All right. So, uh, of course, so, then you have the cost of the appliance and, we'll get and, and whatever kind of, um, you know, alterations need to be made to install that appliance. Mm-hmm. That that portion is not what we deal with. But right. uh, getting the gas line there, I'd say somewhere uh, it would start somewhere at seven fifty. Okay, so we're just um, teeing off an existing line, uh, adding an appliance to it. Just we're just talking about the gas line work itself, it's about seven fifty, give or take. Okay, just a typical example here. Sure. Uh, yeah, all prices are approximate, by the way. <laughs> Reinforce <laughs> that. All right, so seven fifty for that, but. Now you're putting in something like you mentioned, you know, a, 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 a tankless water heater, a fire pit outdoors for a pool, a pool, a pool heater, whatever. Now you've got to, you know, go through this other process here uh, to increase the pressure and then to regulate it at each appliance. How much more are we talking about uh, from a cost standpoint here, James? That's where it gets a little tricky. Um, these uh, gas regulators need to be installed in a certain position. They need to be installed in a horizontal position in most cases. Um 
So, you know, where those uh, regulators need to be installed uh, kind of depend on the pricing and, again, what kind of uh, piping we're having to add these regulators into mm-hmm. um, could really change the price. So uh, let's just say if we were doing per regulator adding it to the system, of course, Dominion's going to come out and they're going to increase the pressure um, at no charge to the customer. Okay. All that means to them is you're using more fuel. Yeah, they get, uh, so they'll get their money in the long run. Your bill's going to be higher. That's where they're going to get their money. Yeah. Um, are we talking? Are we, are so, we talking twice as much, three times as much, a half as much? So again, um, as far as the um, the fuel usage or the cost, the cost to, to to do all what you would have to do to increase the pressure. I uh, know it comes down to how many appliances are currently in the home. Uh, typically, I would say you're looking at an, an additional. Um, 150 to 250 to add the regulators in. Mm-hmm. So if you got two appliances, you might be looking at another $500. Okay. If you got six appliances, okay, I got you. You're getting yeah. up there. So, right. so if, if um, okay, so and and it, again, it comes down to can we can we create a hybrid system to where we can increase the pressure on on the meter, but we might be able to add one regulator in to feed two or three appliances because they're, you know the way the system's designed, that may be a possibility. So that's kind of the hybrid systems that you get into is you got uh, multiple fixtures on a low pressure portion of the system that's being um, already, the pressure's already being reduced and you're feeding three fixtures off of that reduced pressure. And then you got maybe one long run that's um, feeding one fixture, maybe the tankless or pool heater, and then we mm-hmm. just reduce that pressure at the appliance. Okay, I guess so actually the there's, question there's different ways to go. Through. The question is probably moot because you know if you want to you know add one of these devices or one of these uh, additional appliances, it's going to take this high pressure. You got no choice. You got to do it this way anyway. So, but just to give folks kind of an idea, is, is there a, a limitation, James, as to how far out you can go from the home with uh, something like you talk about a fire pit or, or, or whatever. Uh, I mean, is, can you go 30 feet, 50 feet, uh, or is there, is there no, is there no limitation as to the, the distance? So there's calculations that are used to figure out the gas piping size and pressure required. So um, there's not really a limitation, but the further away you get um, and the higher up in the BTUs you get, mm-hmm. Uh, would d- depend on the size of the pipe. So, okay. if you're if you got a really long run, you might have to run a portion of that system in a larger size pipe, and then gradually reduce the size as you're getting towards that fixture. Makes sense. Um, so it just comes down to what size pipe we need to use, and do we have enough um, pressure uh, to get the amount of fuel that that appliance requires. Well, understood. All right. Well, you have questions for James Carwell, the owner of Freedom Plumbing. Again, give us that email address, James, and we'll uh, we'll uh, endeavor to answer those in future sessions. Sure. If you got any questions, just shoot an uh, email to us at office at freedompluminginc.com. Office at freedompluminginc.com. All right. And how can folks reach you? They need uh, some plumbing help or some gas line help. Yeah, they can give us a call at 803-447-0471 or visit our website at freedom-plumbing.com. Lifetime Cabinets and Countertops is your locally owned source for countertops. Great selection, great prices, and they pride themselves on superior installation and customer service. The owner, Marcus, will even personally come out to do all your measurements. See the selection online at lifetimecabinetssc.com 
or stop by one of Lifetime Cabinets and Countertops' two conveniently located showrooms on Fernandina Road in Columbia or Chapin Road in Chapin and check out the hundreds of slabs in stock. Granite, marble, quartz, quartzite, they've got it all. And if you can't find exactly what you were looking for when you're there, and that's rare, they will find it. And it's not just kitchens and baths. Lifetime Cabinets and Countertops does outdoor patios, vanities, bars, man caves, you name it. Lifetime Cabinets and Countertops, Fernandina Road in Columbia, Chapin Road in Chapin, and online at LifetimeCabinetsSC.com. I'm James Carwell, local owner and operator of Freedom Plumbing right here in the Midlands. After working as a plumber for nearly a decade, I decided to open my own business and Freedom Plumbing was born. Because of my love for this country and the great respect I have for the men and women of our armed forces and our first responders, I named my company Freedom Plumbing. What sets us apart from other companies is our customer service. We have a five-star rating on Google, a five-star rating on Facebook, an A-plus rating on Angie's List, and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. I'm James Carwell, local owner of Freedom Plumbing, and we look forward to servicing you for all of your plumbing needs. Get 50% off your next service call when you mention you heard us on WVOC. Learn more at freedom-plumbing.com. That's freedom-plumbing.com. Welcome back to the Home Improvement Show of the Midlands here on 103.5 FM and 560 AM WVOC. All right, in our final segment for this Saturday morning, Memorial Day weekend, and he's as busy as always. It's Casey Alexander from Lifetime Cabinets and Countertops. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Yeah, it's been a busy week, so we're we're seeing uh, people come back out now, and it's uh it's it's been great. So you know. <laughs> We, we certainly are seeing that, and it's a busy weekend this weekend, I know. So, yeah, uh, uh, good good to hear that uh, from your front, and I hope you're doing well, buddy. Yeah, man. We want to so, talk, um, yeah, talk, talk about something that, this morning that, that we haven't really discussed much here on the program over the last uh, uh, year or two, and that is uh, you know, doing the, the fabrication work on your new countertops before you have them installed, and in particular talking about the edges of the countertops. Yeah, the and and at Lifetime we give you four choices for free. Um, okay. You get two options of bevel. Uh, we do you know which is just like an angled cut at the top of the stone, just you know create a little bevel there, a mm-hmm. uh, chamfer if you will. Uh, some people call it, but uh, we do a quarter inch wide and a three eighths inch wide bevel for free. That's pretty, uh, the, the bevel edge, is pretty much the standard what most people get. Is that right? I mean, if there's a basic edge, it's the beveled edge. Is that right? Probably the, the most basic is, is the eased edge. Um, it's just flat uh, oh, okay. and ease off just a little bit to, so it's not sharp. And then the, the front is polished. Um, so that that's probably the most basic of the edges. Okay. Um, next to that, you know, then comes the bevel. Um the uh, you know one of the really popular edges is especially people with children and that don't want anything at all no, you know no corner at all they do like a demi bull edge which is just rounded on the top okay all right. and, and flat on the bottom those are our four choices for free and, and I'll be honest there's there's you know that demi bull edge on a standard size kitchen offering that for free uh, we were going up against one of the big box stores on a quote one time, and I saw a $1,083 charge 
to do that Demi Bull Edge. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How much, how much countertop were they getting? I mean, how big was this? Uh, it, I mean, it was a standard size. It was about a 55-square-foot kitchen. Uh, I, I didn't calculate the linear foot because we weren't going to charge for that. Uh, but they were charging by linear foot to do the edge. And it added up quick. It's, it's, it's one of those charges that if you're not aware of, you know, some people will be quoting you square foot price on the granite, and then you go to do what you think is a basic edge, and they get you, you know, with an extra thousand bucks. <laughs> but there are other options as well. Um, you can do some custom edges. Uh, we do a full bull nose. Um, I don't recommend that on, on kitchen countertops or vanities okay. just because there's water, and that full rounded. The, the viscosity of the water will hold to the granite, and with that, with not having a drip edge, that flat edge on the bottom, mm-hmm. if it's full bulldozed and rounded all the way around, it'll hold down and drip down your cabinet front. Okay, so, right. so that's just a full I usually of... reserve those, you know, like bars and things like that. Okay, so where there's get... not going to be. Oh, gotcha. So you have the demi bull, which is you offer for free, which is curved at the top, flat at the bottom. But this one, the bullnose is curved all the way around, top to bottom. Correct. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and that is that is an upgrade charge for even for us, um, as well as the OG edges. The OG edges kind of create a little dip and like a little waterfall look, like a little you know um, wave look to it. Um, okay. If you're familiar with OG edges on wood, it's the same thing. Um, we do a double OG, which is just two little dips. Um, you know, and, and if you put into Google, you know, countertop edges, you can see kind of diagrams of these all. Yeah. Um, one edge that we do that uh, I don't know of anybody. I called around because um, we were trying to figure out how to even price this this, this thing. Uh, we do a, a chiseled edge, which gives the stone a nice nat- uh, natural look. It's still a polished edge, but it, it, it does give it like a, a nod. Uh, actually, mm-hmm. the tool that they use to create it's called the beaver, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, it creates like a nod, like like a natural, like broken off. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, uh, we've done it in a, in a local spa here, and it came out really well. We've done it a, a couple other times. Um, it's it's kind of one of our secret edges that that we offer for an upgrade. Uh, it is it's pretty expensive to do, but uh, it does create a really 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 nice look, especially you know if you're going for a more rustic setting. Mm-hmm. Um, it it uh it can it can really look nice. I think I've seen that before. Uh, you know, some of these uh, shows on TV, the HGTV shows, and all that uh, I'm sometimes uh, forced to watch when my wife has a remote control in yeah. her hand. <laughs> and I, that that yeah. one is, you know, that one is probably an acquired for some people. That one may not be. Yeah, they might not like that one. I mean, it's it's very different. It is, and it does create a you know really rustic look, and it's 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 super nice. I mean, it's it's definitely a high end option. Uh, the last um, thing you can do is actually what they call a waterfall edge, um, where we actually miter two pieces of stone together and create so it comes off, and then you have stone that goes down. So you don't actually see the edge of the stone; it's mitered in place and, and attached, so you actually have stone that comes off and then waterfalls down to a different piece of stone. Um, mm. So you don't actually get to see the actual edge of the stone. It, it creates another flat surface that goes down. You can take that, you know, four inches down, three inches down, or you can take it all the way to the ground, um, which yeah. we do a lot of times. Um, that is a, that is another one that is expensive to do with mitering the stone and make sure that it matches and that we can place it together and create a, you know, 
a nice sealed um, seam there mm-hmm. to create that look and uh, have it go, you know, and you do end up paying for the square footage for the stone as well, the additional stone that you use. Okay. Um, but uh, it's that's a really sharp-looking one. Again, that's a really, really high-end look. Um, a lot of uh, – you'll see it on Instagram a lot uh, and, uh, and Pinterest a lot. If you're looking up countertops, like these high-end, high-end countertops, a lot of people do that. Uh, it is, it's much more expensive to do, um, and you're paying for extra square footage of stone and – and it is a complicated process, but uh, our fabricators are fantastic, and they they can do you know all of these choices. Um, and, and sometimes we'll get you know a strange request that that we can do. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now, but mm. there's been other options. Uh, you know, like a Hollywood bevel that we we've done, um, which is a wider wider bevel, longer bevel that uh, we've done like on um, fireplaces on hearths. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that it goes down and it's the same, the bevel goes down to the same depth of, of where the floor meets the floor. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, I, I, I like I say, it, it best to go online and, you know, look at some of the options that you have. Is there, well, let me ask you this. I hate to ask you this question, but anyway, is there anything you can't do? I mean, I'm sure there, I'm sure there are things that we can't do. Just haven't come across one yet. That we avoid, yeah. I mean, there are things that we avoid or try to give a better option. Um, you know, to, to be quite honest that, uh, you know, that, that waterfall edge is one that, you know, we, we charge a premium for because it is a very complicated fabrication process. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, trying to match the stone and, and, uh, and, and miter it together properly and everything else. Um, but I haven't found any that we can't do, um, that, you know, I've, Usually it comes down to if it's something that, uh, you know, we're going to have to buy uh, another tool for right. or something like that, that it just is going to cost, a, you know, a good bit more. Sure. So the ones that, you know, we're not set up to do initially are ones that oftentimes people, when they see the price of what it's going to cost to do to get, you know, because we got to get, you know, set up and everything else. Um, they kind of back off of it and go with, you know, more traditional edge. Okay. Well, let's talk about the fabrication process for a moment. And, uh, let's just say uh, your guys back there in the shop, uh, and, and these guys are really fantastic. It's amazing what they can they can accomplish. But let's say they got to just let's just let's, let's just go with this example. You got one slab, okay? That's it. Uh, they they it's it's in the shop. It's ready to go. What are the things when you talk about fabrication? What all does that involve? First up, um, you know the first big cuts. Uh, we have a bridge saw that uh, that makes the big cuts and cuts it to. You know the, the size uh, sections that we need. Okay. Um, if we, you know, if there's an L shape or, or whatnot, so that's that's the first big cuts are done with a bridge saw, and then uh, they have smaller, you know, power tools that they do. You know, once it's pulled off of the the big saw, then they have to put an edge to it and make the finer cuts for the sink cutouts and things like that. Right. Um, the uh, and the edging is what takes the longest. Okay. Um, because you know, down the entire linear surface of that stone, they have to run the power tools to, to create the edges and polish, and create you know a, a, a high sheen you know to match the polish of the top of the stone. Because okay. when you cut through that stone, it's not you're not getting a polished surface any longer. Okay. So sense. as we put these edges on, you know, we have to polish that as well to match the the top polish of the stone. 
So you got a, you got a, just a, a basic slab. Um, yeah, you cut it to fit. You put in, you cut out the sinkholes, or yeah, maybe you've got a, a hole there for you know some something else. Um, Cook well. or whatnot. So, yeah, and you put the edges on. So you know, in, in, in any given example here of doing that, how long does it take to do that from start to finish? These guys are, are pretty good. Um, they're, they're fast. Uh, you know, standard size kitchen they can knock out in a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, the fabrication is the longest process. Uh, the install is, is once we have everything cut to size and ready to go in, you know, they'll go in and, and demo a kitchen and, and put a new countertop in in a couple hours. Yeah. Um, but the fabrication does take a while. And depending on the size of the kitchen, the shape of the kitchen, you know, if there's more complicated cuts, uh, a lot of these template jobs, uh, we call them, where there's a lot of different angles and things that you know can't just be measured that have to actually we have to go out go and uh, and put uh, a template to, and they template it with sticks they they to you know get the get the general shape, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know poly- in in the uh, fabrication process they polish it up and, and make sure they got the right shape. Uh, lots of times people will do you know some of these template jobs. They'll have uh, like post corners and, and things like that that uh, that are rounded uh, and kind of jut out, or or he'll bump out to the sink and things like that 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 require additional work. Um, but uh, especially you know on some fancy vanities, you know you'll go 22 and a half inches is pretty standard counter depth or counter depth. But uh, when you you know at the sink they'll do a larger sink and, and bump out to you know. Uh, uh, 25 and a half inch or 26 inch depth. Yeah, so, um, and so it creates, it, you know, creates a nicer look, have that little bump out, but it is additional fabrication. But when that slab is in, is in the fabrication shop. Uh, so for your basic cuts, you know, all things considered probably about a day, but how much longer might it take to do some of these other more specialty cuts you just mentioned? Um, I mean, it, it's, they could probably still knock it out. I mean, these guys, you know, they're in there early. I mean, they, they, they work, I mean, they work their tails off. I mean, it's, it's so, and, and Enrique, uh, you know, he's, he's on them, uh, making sure that they, uh, you know, are, are I mean, they're constantly working back there. Uh, you know, constantly hearing the saws going or the tools going. Um, there's a lot of water, you know, everybody's wearing, you know, boots and, and aprons because there's, you know, there are all, all these tools that they're using are attached to water to right. keep the dust down. Sure. Um, so it's, uh, but, it, but saying that, I mean, as far as time frame, um, even the finer cuts and everything else, it's just they, they plan for it and they know what they're getting into. Yeah. So, so, so it's, mean, not, it's not adding like additional I, and I, days. I hate to put them under, anything. you know, I don't, I hate to say that it's taking a day because there's other planning and stuff that goes involved, than, you know, before, you know, prefab and then postfab stuff that goes involved. It's right. involved. So it's still it's it's a two to three week process from measurement to fabrication. Um, the uh, you know they can you know in crunch time they can you know if, if we've missed a measurement or, or had a template or something they can knock it out faster. But uh, I wouldn't ever put them under you know I would give allow a week for fabrication at okay. the at the inside with you know if from template to, to actual fabrication. Um, the one thing you know that that we that we look at is we have a lot of people in line, right? So we've got to allow time for that too. And um, so I don't I, I hate this I hate to put these guys under the gun and say, oh yeah, it only takes a day to fabricate a whole kitchen <laughs> yeah. when we're allowing two to three weeks because there's other factors at play, right? And and it's, uh, I, I bring that up because you know, sometimes you know folks like me when we you know 
y'all installed ours. I, I had no clue what all went into the process from the time that we yeah. picked it out until the time that they installed it. I mean, there's a lot that has to happen. And, and so as a result, yeah, I mean, you, you, this is not something you can go over and uh, pick, pick it up uh, or pick it out one day and have it, expect to have it installed the next. It's just too much has to happen. Right. So right. I guess the, the, uh, the lesson of today's segment is, well, look at the fine print here. <laughs> if you, yeah, if, if, if you're picking, yeah, don't get surprised yeah. by, because they a lot of places will charge you that linear foot uh, for the edge, and uh, and we try to be you know more inclusive with our pricing. So yeah, that's uh, and so again, you're you're four, you have four basic ones, and I know when you go out to the to the showroom or the shop, uh, you've got examples of those right there, so you can pick from yep. those. Uh, so four basic ones that are at no additional cost, but you talk about an additional cost for the other ones. Um, yeah, are they pretty much the same for the other cuts? Or yeah, I think you mentioned the one, the waterfall one's going to be want to be a lot more expensive because of the additional stone, I guess. Yeah, I mean they're uh, you know about twenty dollars per linear foot to do the fancy ones, okay. and then if you get into the more fancy, like the chiseled or the or the waterfall, it gets it's a little bit more than that. Um, and then, of course, the waterfall you're paying for the additional stone as well. Right. And so for you talk about per linear foot, this is the edges. Uh, and in a, in a standard size kitchen, how many linear feet are we talking, Casey? Uh, I mean, I, that's, that's, a, <laughs> I know, that's, that's a loaded a question. question. That, <laughs> I, I mean, you know, 20, 25 or so. Okay. All right. Well, it gives um, you an idea. You know, on a 40 square foot kitchen, um, you know, you're, you're probably looking. Uh, yeah, about twenty five because you you got some edges that are open that you know, yeah. so you got just your straight uh, front of the countertop and then some sides some that sides. might be open, not against the wall or whatnot. So, so you might be looking at four or five, maybe six hundred bucks for one of the fancy yeah. edges for a standard yeah. size kitchen. Okay, that gives us an idea. All right, it's so a- that's what that's what was so, was so surprising about that Demi Boy I just saw from one of the big box yeah. stores at thousand eighty three dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So word to the wise, uh, caveat emptor. KC Alexander, Lifetime Cabinets and Countertops. How can folks get a hold of you folks? 772-2220 or LifetimeCabinetsSC.com. Hey, y'all. I'm Summer from Anthony John Construction. We're the local company that you can count on for all your roofing and gutter needs. We're a certified Atlas Roofing System installer, the ones that come with Guard that prevent staining. And yes, we also do roof repairs. And at Anthony John Construction, not only do you get a warranty on the product installed, you get a workmanship warranty as well. Do you need gutters or have gutters that can't keep up during the storms and this heavy rain we've been having here lately? Anthony John Construction installs six-inch seamless gutters that divert water away from the base of your home reducing the need for costly foundation repairs. Be sure to ask about our annual gutter service cleaning as well. Anthony John Construction, where we are proud of our customer satisfaction ratings. Check us out on HomeAdvisor and check out our Google reviews. Then call us at Anthony John Construction for all of your roofing and gutter needs. 803-518-9873. And you can also find us online at anthonyjohnconstruction.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.